across the city and South Cambridgeshire. On FM, digital and your mobile. Cambridge 105 Radio. From the terraces on Cambridge 105 Radio. Good afternoon and welcome to another From the Terraces. Apologies for my voice, I'm just getting over uh, flu, so I'm not putting on, it is really croaky. It's been a, an interesting week. Um, Cambridge United took uh, took on Ipswich in the middle of the week and Bristol yesterday and two losses um, out of those two games. Unfortunately, not the results we wanted. Probably, a, well, not probably, definitely one of the worst first halves I've seen uh, this season from Cambridge on Saturday. Histon got beaten 5-0 uh, by Anty, Anst, Anstey Nomads in the League Cup, but that follows a really good win uh, against God Manchester in the... Oh, gosh, I'll, I'll, I'm going to get criticised for that now. God Manchester uh, again. Um, uh, 3-1 uh, midweek, leaving them 10th uh, in the table. Or no, 8th in the table. And Cambridge City uh, beat Sporting Calcer 2-1. Uh, another good win for them. In the women's football, both are in uh, league action uh, at 2 o'clock today. United are playing London Seaward away and uh, City are playing uh, Wimbledon at home. That's going to be a really interesting game. They had a fantastic result. It was a 1-0 loss, unfortunately, but it was against Hashtag, who score on average five goals per game uh, and as yet unbeaten. Um, so uh, City certainly took them very close. So you can get in touch with us all the usual ways. You can email studio at cambridge105.co.uk. That's studio at cambridge105.co.uk. Or you can text us on 07919-070490. And uh, we'll make a start, as we always do, with Cambridge United. So hopefully we've got Matt on the other end of the phone. So Matt, are you there? Hey Tim, how you doing? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Uh, did you get to the game yesterday? I didn't know. Oh, and, uh, yeah. It sounds like I was one of the lucky ones. <laughs> yeah, it's a long way to go to get beaten in, and and it was again. It's you can they, they we were hoping for uh, three, four, or six points out of this run of games in October, um, and I saw that uh, Port Vale beat uh, Derby yesterday, which doesn't bode well for us, and uh, um, we uh, made a real mess of uh, the game yesterday. We should have, at the very least, we should have got a draw, uh, probably should have got a win, but ended up losing um, Mitoff on the near post again. I know you'll probably have something to say about that one, Matt, but uh, not the greatest of performances. But let's go back before we start there with Ipswich. Uh, of course, a win last year, uh, and everyone's thinking uh, we should be up for doing it again, but a vastly improved side, and it, it wasn't to be in the end. It wasn't even as close as the... Uh, uh, derby game 3-0 we lost although part of that was because we were chasing the game at the end um, what did you think of that performance? 
Yeah, I, I think you know for for seventeen minutes, uh, I thought we were we were doing really really well, and um, you know as you say, Ipswich are vastly improved from last season. You know that's why they're they're top of the league. Um, you know on a really good points total, and you know they've got other, you know a big squad as well, like all all the big teams in this league have. They've got a big squad and they've got quality and some real strength in depth and. Um, you know, the, the there's not really too many criticisms that you, you can have from the game in in particular um, because at, at the end of the day, it was always going to be a tough game. You know, the, the setup was fine. I, I just think our, at times our ball retention and, you know, the way that we gave the ball away was, was pretty sloppy, which stopped us from really doing like the counter-attacking game that we obviously tried to, you know, try to improve implement on Tuesday um, you know and there, there were a few times you know as I say we, we, we had control of the ball and we just tried to do this sort of pass that you know it, it was never there you know and Liam O'Neill being obviously the, the key person giving away at least three or four times that I counted in the first half and I think I gave up counting in the second half in fairness Tim um, but you know it, it's one of them and I, I think the only other criticism that I can have is obviously you know which do have a, a bigger in a better squad and there's absolutely no doubt about it and you know the the two the first two goals were completely lucky uh goals you know it, it just takes an unlucky deflection off greg where the ball could end up anywhere and it, and it just ended up at the strikers you know feet for, for him to put the ball in the back of that and the second one was definitely across and you know the, the third one as you say we're, we're trying to get back into the game but i i just thought the only issue that I could have uh, really is that, you know, while they made three substitutions straight away, you know, we looked tired, we looked weary because we, you know, we defended so well. And yes, you know, automatically we do get a little deeper as the game goes on, but we just needed to freshen the team up. You know, we just needed to do something just to, you know, not necessarily, you know, try and wrestle the in, in you know, go out all out attack and just try and wrestle the game away from it switch. But, you know, those players that had run hard and, you know, done a lot of hard work during the game, you know, some of them were just, you know, struggling physically and just needed to come off to get some fresh legs on, you know, and that, as I say, it does break that, the game down a little and, uh, you know, it just allows us to reorganise and get things on, you know, and, you know, messages on and everything sorted out. So, you, you know, 3-0 is, you know, a result that, you know, you don't like, but, you know, the performance for 72 minutes was was okay, you know, it was very encouraging. But, you know, as I say, it's, it's a 90-odd-minute game, Tim, and uh, we, we've come away with a 3-0 defeat. And, uh, you know, at, at times, you know, that that's the only thing you, you can really say is, you know, you, is, is there one or two things that we could have done better just so, you know, potentially got a point when, you know, some other teams, you know, especially, you know, this weekend have managed to, to go to the bigger clubs and managed to get points away from them. But, you know, it's it's a learning curve and, you know, we're, we're just in that rut at the moment where we the luck is going against us. Yeah, and it's interesting. If you, if you look at the criticisms that are levelled uh, or have been levelled recently against Bonds in terms of, if you take out the stupid ones that, that they reckon that we ought to be competing alongside teams like uh, Derby and so on, although, you know, Port Vale proved me wrong because, the, you know, the, the, that was a great result. But one of the one of the constant themes is that his substitutions policy. It's the fact that he substitutes very late. Um, yesterday, I think Ocon Abire had about eight minutes at the end of the game or something like that. And it... it, it 
this is a constant thing that we see. People are frustrated that we get to the hour and, you, as you say, we're starting to flag and we could look we look like we could do with some freshening up. And I know you don't want to throw on loads of players and disrupt the flow, but when there is not so much flow anyway, you don't lose anything by doing that necessarily. And we're always talking about the strength in depth and, uh, and what we've got on the bench um, doesn't make us a, a, a worse team, but we don't seem to want to rush to that bench. Um, and even when we do, you know, it, it's sometimes unconvincing in in terms of the substitutions that are made. It, it, is this is this kind of a real problem? Do you think with Bonds? I I think it's a criticism that you know has to be levelled at him, him and the coaching staff. And you know, I, I think we we both said it, you know, quite a few times. Not just this season, but last season as well, um, and you know, potentially the the season before, um, you know, in the promotion season. That just at times. You know, the substitutions come quite late now. I, I don't know if they're looking at the analysis and, and you know, it seems to say that, you know, people are more effective in, say, the last 20 minutes than they are, say, in the last 30 minutes. But, you know, the, the, there were just some players, and I just thought, you know, Tuesday, uh, we'll take Tuesday first, is, you know, we're, we're, all the attacks are from Ipswich going down that right-hand side where, you know, George Williams is playing out of position, you know, and this is no criticism of George. Um, you know, he's doing the best he can, but, you, you know, James Brophy can play at left-back. Why Why do we not just sort of move George over to the right-hand side, take off Jibra Wokodina, who, you know, who had, had a good game Tuesday at right-back, you know, this was, and it's no, you know, attack on him uh, for his performance. But, you know, move Brophy to left back, Williams to right back. Let's put a winger out on that left-hand side, be it, you know, Lancaster potentially or Shiloh Tracy, you know, who's got fresh legs and who'll be able to get backwards and forwards, you know, for the last half an hour, for for instance, saying, because, you know, Sam Smith was just absolutely knackered from all the work he'd done, you know, by the, the sort of 60th minute, you know, why are we not bringing him off and bring and a beer a on uh, to try and just do something like hold the ball up. You know, he 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 looks a good player. I know he's had a bad injury, but if we he's he's played some full games, you know, surely he can come on for ninety minutes. I know we're trying to manage him uh, with minutes, but surely half an hour is, is not going to sort of stretch him to him. You know, and this is the thing, or you know, move Harvey Nibs up front, move Harvey Nibs up front, and bring on another winger. You know, we've got Psycho Janna there somewhere. As well, and uh, you know the the midfield, the midfield have run out, you know, run themselves out because they've had to run hard and you know put challenges in and put a lot of pressure in. We had two young lads in Lewis Simpa and Ben Warman. Now you know I'm not being put when you go one down, maybe a little bit of youthful exuberance on the pitch might have just you know given us a little boost as well. So I I, I think it is a criticism that you know it has to be levelled at the coaching staff, and you know we'll we'll talk more about this for, for from yesterday's game as well. And but it, it seems to be a common theme, and uh, you know we just don't seem to react quick enough when the opposition either change their players or change their tactics. And uh, you know as I say, I don't know whether it's the analysis. And, work that they've been doing or if it's just a, a gut feeling or, or what but you know it, it is something that they, they can improve on and we keep talking about improving well you know this is where we need to start like that that's just a basic thing in football isn't it you know substitutions change games and we, we've said that many times and you know maybe it's an art that we, we need to learn ourselves as well 
Yeah, and you pointed out that uh, you know some of the teams below us <laughs> got got really good results. And if you look at that, we've we've already talked about Port Vale uh, beating uh, Derby, um, which is a, a great result. But Forest Green beat Bolton, um, and you've got Burton actually managed to pick up a point against uh, Peter. But that was the only highlight of uh, yesterday's weekend for me. That really, <laughs> just uh, at least them not picking up. And even Morecambe, you know, that Morecambe were one ahead against uh, Ipswich, and you know that. They managed something we didn't do, not only to score but to look threatening. And it's, it, we're not going to do it over, you know, games, say five games against the top six, the top ten. We're going to lose the majority of them, but there are other games we should be doing an awful lot better. In yesterday's was one of them, um, and I think we kind of were just a, a bit short of ideas. I mean, I get. There's a, there's a real frustration in the way that we insist on playing sideways across the pitch at best and a lot of the time we're playing backwards and we'll you know our, our it's almost like our first look as we attack if there's nobody there we, we or rather before we've checked that there's nobody there it's almost like we think we've got to pass back and that you know that goes all the way back to the keeper and some sides use that really effectively because they sweep the ball across the pitch really quickly but we don't even do that we're actually quite slow at putting the ball across and on a numerous occasions we actually get ourselves into trouble with the passing across the back of the pitch yeah and this is this is the thing and um you know one of my friends was there yesterday as well and you know one of the things he said about yesterday is yeah okay is you know we probably deserve the point from the second half performance that we put in after being you know, really bad in the first half but you know it, it's two key things that are coming from our performances at the moment first and foremost is is the fact that we're making defensive mistakes that were incredibly rare last season and, uh, you know, seem to be creeping in more and more um, this season. Unfortunately, you know, performances are dipping. And, uh, you know, I don't like to say, oh, you know, Mark has favourite players. But, you know, I, I look at the, the team lineup. you know, no change. No, I think one change potentially from, from Tuesday's game, which is absolutely fine, you know, and that's your consistency in your team lineups. But some of these players are not performing to their best standards right now. And, you know, it's something like I've said, you know, maybe we just need to freshen up. We keep, as you said, at the top of the show, you know, we, we talk about the strength and depth that we seem to have now in this team, but we're not using that strength and depth. Well, you know, why aren't we using it? Because there are players that are completely out of form at the moment. You know, they're not playing very well at all. So, you know, is is it because we've got lack of depth in those areas that suddenly, oh, actually, you know, they've got to play every single week? Or does Mark not trust his strength and depth that supposedly we've got, you know, to, to put these players in and give them a chance? And, um, you know, you're, you're completely right. You know, we, we do seem to be lacking ideas right now. Um, you know, obviously, people will start talking about, you know, oh, Wes, you know, Wes not being here and we knew it was going to happen. And in a Wesless world, would we have that? you know, creativity, you know, um, we have players that can do it. You know, Shiloh Tracy is one that, you know, can create things. Jack Lancaster is another. Um, but, you know, it's the same people. Yeah, I've, I've always, you know, I've, I've come around to the idea, you know, that Sam Smith is, is wasted out on the right-hand side at the moment. But we've got two or three wingers in the team, you know, in the squad that, you know, can Sam go and play up front? Because that is his best position. That's where he scored a lot of his goals. 
last year as well. So, you know, do do we just need to shake things up a little? Because, as you say, we, we are a, a bit sort of one-dimensional in, in the way we play, we, you know, sweeping the ball out quickly or out the back, which is, you know, just seems to be, you know, causing mistakes for us or... You know, it's it's a, a long ball up to Big Joe that we saw, you know, in, in the Derby game. And if that doesn't work, we seem to revert back to that plan and back to that plan until, it, it you know, either it doesn't work and we, and we just give up and run out of steam. So, you know, I think the management need to look at it. You know, I think the management just need to look at, you know, what we're trying to do. Do we need to change our formations, our lineups? Uh, you know, I heard Mark say, um, from his interview yesterday, you know, how, you know, the, Joe Barton and Bristol Rose, they changed their, you know, formation three or four times during the game and made substitutions to do that and all this. Well, you know, well, why don't we do that? You know, why don't we change our formation? You know, we seem to play one way and then play, say, four four two, and that's it. You know, um, it just it seems to be the same ideas all the time. And, uh, you know, there there are lots of questions, you know, that need to be answered. Um, and, you know, there, there's a few players that need to get themselves back into form very quickly. And, you know, the management themselves just need to step up to the plate now. I think it's five, five defeats out of six as well, Tim. Um, you might you might be able to, you know, verify that stat. But, you know, it's, it's a hard month, October. It, it really is. We all knew that. Um, but, you know, we, we're better than what we are playing at the moment and we have but we were better you know we were better last season against the bigger clubs because for the most time you know we were very very hard to break down uh you know for for most games obviously there were one or two that we did take a little bit of a pace in which is to be expected but you know teams find it very very easy to score goals with us right now and as you say we do seem to be very one-dimensional and just seem to be lacking ideas all, all over the pitch yeah, it is five defeats uh, out of six. Uh, interesting, though, because at the end of the day, it's very early in the season. We're only we're 13 games in. Other teams, most other teams have actually only played 12 and some 11. Um, we're 13th, but we're on the same points as Fleetwood and Accrington. They were the two above us and only one point behind Derby uh, uh, above them. So, you know... It, it's not it's not panic stations the thing the thing that concerns me is if you look at the goal tally in september i think we scored seven goals um and that was over what one two three four five ga- five games so seven goals over five games across all competitions admittedly and now here we've got one goal so far across three games um and we know that defensively uh, we can be a bit frail at times and if we're not scoring and that was a penalty as well that goal um it's it's going to be difficult. It's difficult. It's impossible to win games if you don't score. But uh, that that for me is the worry. Let's listen to what Mark had to say, um, and then we'll come back and talk to you in a minute. Mark, an eventful counter, but unfortunately one that ends in another defeat, despite plenty of possession in that second half. Uh, yeah, we had a lot of the ball today, and we created quite a lot of chances for the away side. Um, we're really angry to take nothing from the game because. We didn't start very well, but we got ourselves back into it in the first half and, and finished the half quite strong. We started the second half really well. The goal comes from nothing on their side where we don't get something right that we need to. Um, and then we have a lot of the ball and, and have a few good chances in the game, but we, we don't have enough impetus or energy or idea to how to really chase and, and, and create enough moments in the 98 minutes that we had. So um, we're really angry that we've lost the game because Dimmy's not had anything to do second half. and. Uh, we haven't, we haven't made enough of the moments we've had to test the goalkeeper more, but also I think we can do better with a few of the chances we've had. So frustrating afternoon for us. Um, at the end of a really tough week, but here's what it is. 
Yeah, you, you, you mentioned the opening to 25, 30 minutes of the game and it did seem out of character for your side. I mean, it was sloppy in midfield at times, inviting a lot, lot of pressure on the back line. It came as no surprise when Bristol Rovers scored. Frustrating for you to watch from the sidelines, I would imagine. Yeah, I mean, we just didn't start with the intent and intensity that they did, which you expect. They played a different shape to what we expected. They've, they've chopped and changed a lot recently and they played a diamond and we, we've heard in the first 10 minutes really difficult to get any control. Um, we changed and, and moved to a three in midfield and, and played Brophy inside. And from that moment, really, we, we were able to contain them more, but able to bring our own bits of control to the game as well. So in the end, we, I, I thought the, uh, the move that led to the goal was, was an excellent one for the penalty. Um, we need more of those moments, but you know, we worked all week on our fullbacks not really going and, and, and attacking beyond the game too much. And then it becomes, you play against the diamonds, you need to. And then when you've got a right footer at left back, um, and a centre-back at right-back, it becomes difficult to give you the real attacking impetus you needed from those positions. And by the time we put Brophy there in the second half, to be honest, he was a bit spent because he hasn't played as a central midfield player too many times. So it was, a, it was a difficult afternoon for us. We had to chop and change quite a bit in the game, as did they, actually. Um, but frustrating that, you know, at half-time, when it was 1-1, you'd have definitely taken 1-1 at half-time after the first 20 minutes. Um, but after 90 minutes, to come away losing it is a, is a kick in the what's-its. Yeah, I was going to mention the, the, the fact that George Williams is obviously playing slightly out of position again on the left-hand side. How much is that unbalance in the side for you at the moment? Um, a little bit, but to be fair, the way we, the way we set the team up and we broke Brophy ahead of him to begin with, we obviously changed the shape of that. Um, so there's no real, no real drama in doing that. If, he, if he's got an easy pass in front of him of a left-footed uh, winger, that can help him a little bit. But we're, we're a little bit short today in that, that situation. I mean, Shiloh's been sick all week, so we couldn't really start him today and, and play him as that one. So we wanted Brophy to do that. But then when we had to change to a three in midfield, the team we started at Ipswich on Tuesday with Jack in the 10 position allows you to change to a three midfield quite easily or with Adam as a 10 position, sorry, and Liam in there, you can change your, you can change your midfield easily. But we didn't really have a team that we could do that with to get three in there. So we put Brophy in there and actually he gave us some good uh, good moments of control and dribbled through the middle of the pitch and helped us build a little bit more. So that, that worked to a degree and actually... We were very much thinking about changing the shape at half-time to match up their diamond, but we got some good control over the game and it felt like we could win the game doing that. Um, and actually, at the start of the second half, we did well. But the longer the second half went on, we did what we're good at less um, and, and left their back three and four and five a little bit off the hook, really, because we played too long um, in our own areas and, and didn't really threaten them enough and make them defend as much as we needed to. Going back to the first half, I know there's a good penalty shout actually for them on, on, on 20. And we all thought, I think, that perhaps that would be given. The one on Sam Smith was given. Joey, you know, catches call to put it away and could have gone in the break two went up. There was a super save from the keeper to turn one round from Sam, yeah, Sam Smith. Yeah, early hit from Sam. It was another good move. Um, the keeper's made a good save. But yeah, to go in level, we were pleased with. Um, and then we needed to start second half as we did. So we were happy with that. We thought we were causing them massive problems defensively and really building off the focal point of Joey and um, getting into some much better sustained attacks in their half. But in the end, they, they get a goal that starts from a goal kick where we're just too deep and we don't, don't contain them enough. Um, they go ahead and then after that, we, um, we, didn't, we didn't have enough really to chase it with. We, we had moments, but didn't make enough of them. Yeah, despite lots of attacking options off the bench for Giro, Canabiri, Shiloh, Tracy, Jack, Lancaster, but you couldn't quite carve enough opportunities, despite Joey having one tipped over the bar and a couple of other other chances in there, Mark. Yeah, keepers made a couple of decent saves. Um, we've had a few set plays that we've made contact with, but 
not quite enough. The, the delivery was good, but probably didn't have enough on the end bit. And we got to the top end of the pitch quite a bit and uh, crossing quality let us down or uh, um, trying to finish the attacks too quickly, getting that balance right was, was frustrating. We didn't have enough of a threat in the, in the second half, despite um, obviously lots of changes to try and bring on and lots of options to, to try and use. But we ran out of a little bit ideas, a little bit energy and a little bit quality to cause enough problems to take something from the game. Um, also added to the frustration, an injury looked like a nasty injury picked up by Adam May and looked like after a collision with, with Joe Ironside. Yeah, I'm not, not quite sure what's happened. I think he's twisted in some respects. So it didn't look very good, but I don't know anything other than that. But um, hopefully in the next few days we'll get an idea. It doesn't look great at the minute, but I'll be honest, I haven't spoken to him or, or the physio, so I don't know uh, any more than that at the minute. Yeah, important probably for you that you, you got something on the board today, but... It's now five defeats and six in the league. Just a case, really, because you haven't come across it too much in your time in charge of the club. Just everyone holding the nerve a little bit, Mark. Yeah, I mean, we've got some decent players, and we know that. And we're a decent side when we, uh, when we, when we get it right. Um, we're going to lose games at the level, we know that. Some of the best teams that we play are really tough, but there are no easy games in it either. And like I said, at the 10-game point, don't get, don't get kidded on by the table. The, the target this season is the same. Um, we're not a top-half team. We're not a top-half club. We're just trying to get better all the time. So there'll be some difficult spells along the way. Um, but we're not in the worst shape after 13 games. And um, there's another 33 to, to try and get ourselves back. But we know that this is a really tough month. We knew that at the start. Probably easy to look at fixtures and say where you're going to get your points. But it's also presumptuous. Anyone in this league can win. And if you don't show up and do your job right, or, you, or you're not quite at the level that you need to be, you don't have the moments when you need them, then you, then you, you won't win games. So we've got some good players. We're a decent enough side. But... We're going to have to get through a little bit of a tough spell now before we can uh, hopefully get some time to train and, and, and build towards it. But, yeah, I mean, look, no drama from me. We're not, we're not happy with the situation. We don't like losing games. And we don't like that as a record. But we've got to try and uh, put it right, starting with Chef Wednesday next week. He said that. Well, he almost said that with confidence. Starting with Sheffield Wednesday next week. I mean, you know, we we had talked about this extensively that October, not only in terms of the number of games, um, it was seven seven uh, league games plus the Papa John's Trophy against Ipswich again, um, and we knew it was going to be hard. We did pick out Bristol and uh, Port Vale as being the the two easy games out of that, and with the potential to pick up uh, points. So. You know, perhaps it is, uh, you know, uh, presumptuous, and, and yes, and we know that any team can win, but you know, we've got to be that team uh, that's winning those games, and perhaps you know, giving some of the top to the top clubs a bit of a, a bit of a shake up, and we just don't seem to be able to do it, unfortunately. One of the things that we know Mark does is he's very honest, and he 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 obviously, you know, he knows where we should be finishing in this league, but should he be announcing that all the time, Matt? Yeah, I, I think it's obviously to temper expectations, and and he's he is right in some cases to do it, um, because obviously you know it, it is a tough league. You know anybody can beat anyone, and um, you, you know it, it's never going to be easy in this league, and we know that from you know from last year and obviously from this season as well. Um, I, I just think sometimes I, I think we're we're incredibly cautious about what we sort of do and um, you know sometimes I think you know away from home against I won't say the, the weaker teams but the teams and, and we'll include yesterday in it those types of teams where you need to go somewhere and you need to you know try and get something from the game are we a bit too defensive in, in terms of what we're trying to do do we worry too much more about 
the way the opposition plays or wants to play and try to stop them from playing rather than actually turning around and going, well, this is the way we play. Let's go out there and play what how we play. And, you know, they can worry about us rather than us worrying about them. So, you know, I, I think that that's the only issue for me. And I think, you know, when you when you play some of the, you know, I, I won't say, you know, weaker teams in this league, but you, you have to be positive against them sometimes, Tim. Sometimes you, you do have to, you know, get, I'm not going to say all out attack and throw bodies for them, things like that. But you just have to be a little bit braver and, you know, just try and, you know, create a lot more and, you know, you big go out there and you know, shots, you know, from somewhere, you know, a bit sort of 20, 25 yards out rather than trying to cross the ball into the box like we like we normally do, you know. So it, it, we missed an opportunity yesterday, uh, you know, say from judging from, the, the say, the second half performance where we were on top and they've had one chance and we've scored from it. And, you know, the disappointing thing is, is you know, we go goal down again in the second half and we've not really forced the issue too much, um, you know, with, with the, the attackers. But again, you know, do they did they have enough time to, to go out and do things like that? You know, and that obviously we spoke about that sort of criticism. But so, you know, it, it's a tough one. We know October's going to be a tough month. And there's no need to, you know, start panicking. I mean, if it stretches into November and then December, then yeah. We do need to look at it, but I think there there are one or two areas that in January, if we can, we do need to improve. And I think, you know, uh, uh, another central midfielder, if we're not going to use Ben Warman and we're not going to use, you know, Lewis Simpo, and there's no disrespect to them, for instance, you know, they're part of the first team squad as such, but they, they don't seem to be making you know, many appearances and say the same midfield, central midfield three that seems to be playing all the time, you know, and we, we need to do something about that because the three of them aren't going to be able to go throughout the whole season playing. So, you know, I think that's an area I think we, we should have improved on in the summer and hopefully Mark will look at it in January. But, you know, we'll, we'll see, Tim. As I say, you know, there's still plenty, plenty of games to go, as, as Mark says. There's still 33 more points. And, uh, you know, as he quite rightly says, you know, we're a bottom half team and, and we've said it ourselves. You know, as long as we finish above that, you know, that bottom four, it, it's another successful season because we've stayed in this league again. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, it's on to Sheffield Wednesday, dropped only uh, four points in the last uh, six games, one, two league leaders, Plymouth, oh, sorry, two to, uh, no, all three to league leaders, Plymouth, and then uh, a draw against Ipswich. So um, I'm not necessarily sure whether the recovery starts Saturday, but again, you know, perhaps we can surprise, we perhaps can surprise a top team. Matt, thanks very much for joining us. We'll uh, talk to you again next week. Take care, mate. Cheers. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be a difficult one, um, but that's what—that's uh, the hand that's been dealt with us uh, this month. Um, so, it's Sheffield Wednesday at home on Saturday, three o'clock kickoff, uh, and then it's midweek against Ipswich in the uh, really, really uh, uh, popularly supported Papa John's Trophy. I know Matt will be queuing up for his ticket even now. Uh, before we go away to Port, uh, sorry, no, we're at home to Port Vale as well. So, um, interesting times. We knew would happen uh, in. October not working out for us at the moment but let's see how it progresses we'll take a break um, and uh, we'll move on to the uh, non-league football Broadcasting from the city centre on FM, digital and your mobile Cambridge 105 Radio From the terraces on Cambridge 105 Radio When we come back uh, we'll be talking uh, all things history 
So it's been uh, interesting times for Histon. Um, they were knocked out of the uh, uh, FA Vars on penalties. Um, so they didn't lose in uh, the full 90 minutes. They didn't unfortunately lose on penalties 7-6 in the end. That was back at the end of September. Um, and then they moved on in the league. And if you look, I mean, they've got a, they had a, a reasonable record, but uh, it wasn't fantastic. And then Bugbrook St. Michael, who are a new team to them, uh, came along. Uh, they went up to there and uh, got a 2-1 win with Ollie Brooks scoring in the 98th minute um, and we said at the time they've, they've got another difficult game uh, against uh, God Manchester Rovers on uh, Tuesday evening it was um, and that turned out in the end uh, late goals in the first half and in the second half uh, and a, an own goal gave them a 3-1 win and things are looking uh, quite nice for the moment I spoke to Lance this morning and uh, this is what he had to say Lance, we left you last week uh, after a 2-1 win against uh, Bugbrook St. Michael. Um, you were off to Good Manchester Rovers midweek and I said last week some really good games there and it looked like another one, 3-1 win, two wins in a row now. Yeah, it was it was a, a really kind of satisfactory performance because we had Pat Bexfield um, sent off probably after 20-25 minutes and so we're down to 10 men for a long period of the game. And the way we went about it, we said before the game, you know, that before the Saturday game, if we can get six points out of these two games, it puts us in the top half of the table. And we duly did that with a, with a courageous kind of performance against God Manchester, where we they couldn't break us down, even with 10 men. And then, bizarrely, we went down to nine men because Luke Lindsay then got Simbin for 10 minutes in the second half. So we did really well against those. Our, our team shape was was so good at times that they we, we were two banks of four, really, and they couldn't get past us. And we just defended our 18-yard line and sometimes you know, if there's no space what do you do and, and we, we nullified their kind of their threat and it was just a really promising performance on the back of a good away performance at Bugbrook to, to do that again at Godmanster and get the six out of six that we wanted. And again uh, the, almost the uh, Histon trademark late goals in both the first <laughs> half and in the second half but but more importantly as you say it takes you uh, it lifts you up into eighth position in the league you've played a game less than the team above um, so uh, you know it, that, that that that's vital obviously to, to maintaining you know to maintaining the momentum and, and giving you that confidence that at times you said you've lacked. Yeah, we, we said we had a board meeting on the Monday and we, we stressed to the board that obviously, yes, we were third or fourth bottom at the time and these next two games are quite, quite pivotal. We won those two games, all of a sudden you're back in the top half, you're where you should be really. Um, and, you know, to do it in the manner that we did, especially the, the late winner at Bugbrook, yes, was a 97th, 98th minute winner, but we deserved it the way we went about the game. And then certainly the God Manchester game was a totally different one where we defended for our lives, our shape was very good. And we've got our just rewards because the two efforts we put in those four days was was, was, super, was superb. And that, as you say, defending for your lives and on top of uh, um, a poor goal difference, that must be really, really, uh, really pleasing for going forward. Yeah, it was. You know, going forward, you know, those two games, the way we defended, the way we, to a man, the way we actually, we controlled it, the way we communicated with each other, the way we actually got other people to do their jobs around us was very good on, especially on that Tuesday night. Um, going on to, so yesterday's game, that wasn't quite the same. Yeah, it's good to say. You go, you move on to uh, Anstey Nomads in the League Cup. They're in the uh, uh, flying high in the uh, same league as you, just uh, the northern version. So uh, um, uh, not a great game, I'm guessing. It wasn't a great game. We said before the game that it was a, it was a free hit in, a, in the grand scheme of things because it was the League Cup. It's not important to us. Um, 
we want to stabilise ourselves in the league. And it was a it kind of thing we had to look at two new players that we that one had trained with us three or four times. One of you know basically was come out of the blue, and we and we used yesterday as a, as a kind of a training game for them to to have a look to see if they were good enough. Now, whether they are or not, we'll have to see. Um, one certainly better than the other, but it was a case of. Yes, this game, like I say, they're flying high in their league. They're doing very well in the FA Cup. Mm -hmm. They're very well organised, very well drilled side. And we couldn't come to terms with their shape yesterday. And as much as we tried to bark orders from the sidelines, and as much as we were on the Tuesday night against Goddy, shape-wise, very good off the ball, we were far from that yesterday, unfortunately. And, and it cost us that first half going 4-0 down. You've got an interesting block of uh, three fixtures coming up, starting with a, a home game, uh, sorry, an away game against uh, Rugby, who are at the top end of the league, then bottom of the table, uh, Rothwell Corinthians at home, and then Milton Keys Irish, who again are in that top five in the league. So kind of uh, different tests, but uh, uh, some points there would certainly uh, strengthen the position and possibly even move you further up. Yeah, we've said this, you know, like like we said, yes, this game was was a free hit as such. You know, they're like I said, they're flying high. The important thing was to to really sort of keep momentum yesterday. I'm not, unfortunately, we didn't do that in terms of our performance and our shape and our actual kind of endeavour, which I've always tried to stress into my teams is that's how you know you first and foremost you work hard and then your quality comes through. And yesterday we didn't do either of that really. And so the next the next three games are very important. And unfortunately, we we played top of the table rugby town away, which you know. Doesn't get any easier than that, or harder than that, should I say? And it's a case of we have to go about it in the right manner because they will be as as good as Anthony as were yesterday, no doubt. So, and then obviously the Rothwell game um, at home will be a big one for us because on paper you think that should be three points. So we're we're still slightly confident that we can be in that top eight, and hopefully that's where we can stay. But obviously we need to bounce back from from yesterday's poor performance all round against a very strong rugby town next week. Uh, and as you say, nine games in now, uh, ten games in. Uh, you're, you're looking. You spoke to the board and and, and pointed out that uh, where you were isn't reflective of where you could be, and and now you are up there. Um, so the, the morale and, and and for yourself as well, uh, the, it must be good to uh, to have some you know some good victories and some points under your belt at this stage. Yeah, definitely. When we, we spoke about it, when when we make them realise actually before yesterday's game, we'd only lost two and eight. And, you know, when you look at that, you know, yes, we've had poor forces against Lutterworth and Distown, respectively, in, in different competitions, but we haven't lost those games. Yes, we lost to Dis on penalties, but we haven't lost to them in 90 minutes. And yet, I think people just see the results and how you play probably possibly sometimes. So to get a positive result next week would be great for us. But then obviously the Rothwell game can become a big game, no doubt. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's it's been good for Histon uh, the last couple of weeks. So if you look at them in the table now, they're uh, sitting in eighth out of uh, 18, played nine, uh, four, one, four, um, with a, a, a just a negative goal difference, which for uh, Histon isn't bad sometimes. That number is much smaller than that. Um, on 13 points, so they're still, you know, they're still only four, three, three or four points clear of the bottom, cha the bottom chasing pack. Uh, and they are a long way short obviously if you get up to fourth place March Town who they have beaten this year, this season uh, are six points ahead of them uh, so but but it, it, it's a good place to be in and, and I think Lance certainly will be an awful lot happier about that position than he was uh, just two weeks ago but a difficult run of games as he said coming up uh, starting with rugby away uh, next weekend then Rothwell Corinthians um, who they should on paper because they're, they're right at the bottom of the uh, table uh, should be good three points 
Um, and then Milton Keynes Irish again, who are, I think, fifth in the league. So they've got uh, first and fifth, and then down at the bottom, lowly Cashwell Corinthians, who uh, have won two games, um, but they've lost eight with a minus 15 goal difference, uh, joint worst in the league. So uh, good luck to them in the next uh, run of three games. We'll take a quick break and we'll come back and we'll be talking to Steve. Broadcasting from the city centre. On FM, digital and your mobile. Cambridge 105 Radio. From the terraces on Cambridge 105 Radio. Uh, okay, let's uh, try and get hold of uh, Steve. As usual, I have to do this live, so let me just... Uh, hopefully his phone will ring. The uh, reason why we're getting hold of Steve is because uh, Robbie Nightingale's gone... Robbie Nightingale's gone AWOL, so... Uh, Steve, are you there? Can you hear me? Hi, Tim, can you hear me? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Uh, yeah, we can't can't get hold of Robbie. He's gone completely... Didn't answer my tests on Saturday night. I don't know, and, uh, I don't know why. I thought he'd be keen to talk to you. Well, I was going to say, <laughs> he's got a win. <laughs> you think he'd be really happy about that. But, yeah, uh, yeah let, let, I mean, let's talk about that. Let's talk about the result. I mean, it's it, it's kind of been uh, almost a typical season over the last three years. It's it's good results, bad results, lots of uh, lots of chances, but not putting them away. And then you know a couple of surprises, and uh, you know then it's back to sort of the the same team that we've had before. So they've had some good wins. Uh, beat Coles Hill uh, just a couple of weeks back, and then a draw against Daventry, and then knocked out the cup um, by uh, Hinkley, having lost uh, to Hinkley earlier on. Um, uh, then a home game against Shepshire Dynamo uh, went down 4-1. Uh, and then Sporting Calcer come along uh, at the top end of the uh, league and uh, a 2-1 win. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, it's, it's you know, we don't have the answers. I think you can't figure out football, can you, when you look at results like that? I mean, it's, it just seemed bizarre. I mean, Calcer, yeah, a good, good team. You know, they were top 10 last year. Um, play the right way. You know, to be fair, on a 3G pitch, they, they're on 4G pitch, they play some good stuff. And, you know, tricky place to go. Not many teams go there and win. We won there last year, but and that was a cracking game. But yeah, really, really good result. And it just goes to show that you know we we, we can compete with some some good teams. Um, and like you say, it's just that consistency, which I think we've had in the past few years. We've just had you know exactly as you described ups and downs really. But you know, it's it's really really positive given, especially um, you know the, the the fragile nature of you know it was a, a degree of pressure. I think you know we haven't had the start we wanted. And going a goal down, I think it was absolutely tremendous to, to come back like that. And as Robbie said last week on, on our podcast, that, you know, this is still quite a young team. I think that's what people forget, really, is that, you know, if you look at the, the, the goal scorers, you know, Ben Nolan, for example, is, I think he's under 21. So, he's, you know, we've got some young players and, um, you know, it's not an excuse and it's not that we keep saying about time and giving players time and stuff. But, you know, it has taken him... 10 games he's been a very good player for us you know he's probably not got the goals he deserves he's been very good Nolan. and, and Battersby actually to be fair since he's come in and um, it was really pleasing that both of them got on the score sheet because they, they've been more creative players and you know it was really pleasing that they, they both got the win so as a team I think it was deserved um, and also you know really pleasing because you know many a lesser team would have got a goal down like that early on having been on a you know 4-1 defeat the week before and, and crumbled and they didn't yeah. so 
really good mentality to do that and say against a good team as well. So yeah, excellent, excellent result, and hopefully it's a springboard for us now. Yeah, and, and just just quickly because we are running out of time. Uh, I mean, it, it, it's kind of interesting. You've got Harborough Town and uh, Bolmere St Michaels who are both uh, above you, um, so it, it's kind of a good time to, to to perhaps start a little bit of momentum against uh, clubs like that. Yeah, and if you look at this couple of wins you mentioned, you know, both against good teams, as I said. So, yeah, we're not necessarily fearful of playing the better teams. And, you know, again, they're two new ones to us. So, um, you know, hopefully we can, as you say, pick up two more wins. If you get a couple of runs together, you know, the league's still early and we can, we can start climbing the table. So, yeah, very important. Hopefully build on that. You know, that should give everyone a lot of confidence. The whole place was, was um, much more improved after that, of course, you know, around the club. So, yeah, hopefully a couple of wins and, and you know, it's a completely different story, isn't it, on the table. That's brilliant. Thanks very much indeed, Steve. We shall uh, talk to you in a bit more depth in a couple of weeks when there's a few more games under the belt. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks, Thanks very much. Cheers. Okay, so uh, really rushing this. Sorry about this, but uh, kind of went a little bit over um, with uh, United this week. So I spoke to uh, Darren Marjoram, Cambridge United women. They are playing uh, London Seaward this afternoon. A really good result against Chesham. This is what he had to say when I spoke to him this morning. Darren, it was uh, league action. Chesham on uh, last Sunday. You kind of figured they might be a strong side, but it, it was a... An interesting game. You were four up by half time, seven nil in total, but pleasing for so many different reasons. Yeah, definitely. Um, we we played really well, and and I think it's fair to say Chesham weren't a bad side. You know that might sound a little strange given the store the scoreline, but they they weren't a bad side, and they they had you know pretty much all of their danger players out playing. Most pleasing for me was the was the clean sheet, if I'm honest, because you know we have had a problem this season with leaking goals, and we've we've tried to address that both in changes of personnel and uh, in the way we play and how we do things, and and that was you know that for me was one of the big bonuses. But certainly, you know, seven goals and different goal scorers as well. The goals were spread around; it wasn't all coming from from one source. So again, that's really pleasing, and yeah, I just liked the performance. To be honest with you, we kept the ball really well, defended well, and and you know it showed a lot of promise in in what we've been uh, working on over the last few weeks. And certainly, I mean, I, I only get down there at halftime, obviously, because the show's still on. And someone said it was 4-0 when I arrived there. And it's kind of a bit disappointing because you kind of think I'm going to not see much in the second half because <laughs> you're already so far ahead. But it wasn't that way. The, the girls came out. They were hungry to go and score. And the passing had improved massively since, uh, you know, since I came down to watch the hashtag game where you kind of struggled through the middle, but not this time. The ball was going over the top. It was being passed through. It was going across the pitch. Uh, a huge improvement. And again, that must be really pleasing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, for us, I mean, we've we've got a way that we want to play, and I don't think that's shown itself very well over the last few weeks. And that that's been disappointing. You know, the score lines are are the score lines, and ultimately everybody goes out in every game and wants to win it. But you, you know, from a from a management or coaching perspective, if you really want to see some kind of sort of detail of, of how you want to play coming out in a game. And I don't think we'd seen that so much in the hashtag game. Certainly Gillingham, there were improvements and I, and I thought we started to show some promising signs. But yeah, the the overall performance and the way we played was the bit that pleased me the most. I, I like the hunger of how we came out in the second half. We talked about it at half time. You see so many games, don't you, where the game's done at half time and, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's very tempting to take your foot off the gas or just play with that uh, that little bit less tempo where you start to feel too comfortable. Um, but I really liked the, the way that the players went about it again in the second half and I didn't I didn't make lots of changes too early on in the game for exactly that reason because I thought the players, you know, were, deserved to stay on the pitch for longer rather than making too many early changes because they were showing the, the desire and the hunger that we want to see. And then, you know, equally players as they were coming on were also continuing in that vein and adding more energy. So, yeah, um, I mean very pleasing from the whole squad perspective really 
And out of the top six, uh, all but Wimbledon have played six games and you're currently sitting fourth on eight points. Then there's a, a number of teams chasing eight, seven, five and four. Um, so it's still quite close in the middle of the table, but uh, you've got the points on the board. Yes, that's right. And as you say, you know, there's Wimbledon still, uh, you know, they've, they, they've got games in hand and they can, uh, they can go past us. But, uh, you know, we knew this was not going to be an instant return. We knew it was going to take time for us to get things right. And and the big key now is obviously consistency because having that win that we did on, on Sunday was fantastic. But it's all about can we back that up week after week because the best teams are actually consistent with what they do. And that's something we've got to aspire to be now. But if, you, if you'd have said after week one, this is the position you'll be in after six games, then I'd have been perfectly happy with that. So, yeah, we, we're seeing lots of good stuff now starting to happen. It will continue to be a little up and down at times, I suspect, because there'll be players that are coming in or out of the squad for a bit. And and also, you know, that consistency isn't going to come instantly. So, you know, it's still going to take a bit of time to get it exactly where we want, but certainly the signs are looking good. And a good week for you again this week. A busy week. You've got London Seaward, who are directly above you in the league. And then uh, a midweek game away at uh, Wyndham, who uh, aren't having the best of starts to the season. We've talked about them before. So a, a good chance to consolidate, see how you can perform against one of the top teams and uh, and perhaps pick up some points later in the week if nothing, if it doesn't quite go for you on Sunday. Uh, spot on. And, and Seaward are a really good target for us because they're a side that's um, you know, I've been pretty consistent. We spoke about this last, uh, you know, last training session when I spoke to the players. I said, you know, if you look at them, they are very consistent in what they do. They're, they're grinding stuff out. They're continuing with kind of scoring goals every week, not not conceding too many generally. You know, they're one of those sides that you can say you kind of know what you're going to get from them, although the, the personnel change that start in the 11 each week. So I think they're a really good benchmark for us, you know, to, to kind of, again, see where we're at. We only took one point off of Seawood last season. So again, it's it's an opportunity for us to see if our progress can continue. And then Wyndham on Tuesday night is a is a really good game for us, actually, because like you say, they've not had the, the easiest of starts but they're always a good side they beat us in pre-season last year I don't I don't take anybody lightly at all and mm-hmm. you know the Wyndham game will again be another opportunity for us to try and build on on this progress that we're making but good, a good sort of spell for us you know two games in quick succession which I quite like and I think the players are looking forward to it too it's a chance to try a few different players during the during the two games as well so yeah a lot of excitement to come over the next week. There is indeed, and uh, good luck to uh, United to kick off in, what, uh, eight minutes, uh, that one. Uh, that's an away game, so, uh, so uh, no no point trying to get down to that one. Um, I also managed to speak to uh, Rob Coles at Cambridge City. They, they lost 1-0 against Hashtag, but if I go back to the uh, United game that I watched, uh, where United were uh, absolutely hammered by Hashtag, and Hashtag score on average about five goals a game, so a 1-0 loss to the team clear away at the top of the table is, uh, is uh, not a bad thing at all. This is what uh, Rob had to say when I spoke to him this morning. Rob, it was uh, a, a difficult game on paper against Hashtag United, a, time, a team that's top of the league only dropped two points and scores around five per game on average uh, and uh, only a 1-0 win for them. Uh, obviously, you don't like losing games, but uh, that must be a, a good result for you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we we knew the challenge at hand and the difficulty that it was going to be facing a hashtag, considering, I mean, from my point of view, we haven't had a good 90-minute performance all season. Um, even the first game of the season where we won 4-2, it was a very much a first-half performance and then crumbled towards the back end. But what we saw on Sunday was the team sort of come together defensively and really put in a 90-minute performance and, and limit a team that creates ex- so many chances in a game and, like you sort of say, averages about five co- goals a game. Um, to very few outfield chances and only really conceding a um, a sort of set play 
the girls come off buzzing. So it was um, it was a really good team performance and something that we want to carry into this weekend. Yeah, I mean, I saw them play uh, the uh, play United earlier on um, this season, and that was a, an interesting game because they moved the ball around the pitch incredibly well and just put themselves into opportunities. So to limit them to a, a very small number of chances is a, is real progress. Absolutely. I mean, like when we, we, we get the foresight of um, with with technology now to be able to watch some of the games that every team plays, and we 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 looked at their strengths and what they want to do, and getting the ball and playing through the middle, and actually we just sort of went through and said, right, we're just not going to allow that. So we let we let their back four have the ball, and um, ultimately just sort of really made it frustrating for them. I mean, I, I would like to see if we could get them the, the possession stats because we didn't have much of the ball, um, and we were limited to counter attack chances, but one of the hardest things in football is discipline and organisation. And, and we did that really well on Sunday and something we haven't done so far this season. So it was really good from my point of view to see it, but also the girls were to feel it and understand what it means to do it. Hopefully we can, we can replicate that again um, today and moving forward into the season. And as you say, today is another interesting game. You're playing Wimbledon at home. Wimbledon, the only other side uh, who's done well against Hashtag. They were the uh, draw at the start of the season. So it's out of the frying pan, into the fire, really, there. Absolutely. But again, is that we outlined, uh, I think we spoke about this last week, that our sort of three games that we had, Hashtag, Wimbledon and Norwich, I mean, three of the toughest games we'll probably have all season. Um, And we're treating it like a challenge. You know, we're, we're hoping that we come out the back end of these three games stronger than we were at the beginning of it. And, ho- and hopefully this can be the, the turning point for our season where we can go from strength to strength moving beyond this. And if we can grab a point or, or more in any of these games, then that's a win. You know, that's, 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 that's more than we would have asked for at the beginning of the season. So that's good. And as as you say, probably not not as much pressure on you because you're not expected to do well. Although, of course, people will now be looking at the team that came close to uh, drawing against hashtag. So that that will bring a little pressure, but uh, uh, the the team will have that momentum. The team will have that confidence that they can play ninety minutes against uh, a really good side and uh, and do really well. Yeah, absolutely. But with every new team comes a new challenge, you know. So they have different strengths and weaknesses to hashtag and what we kind of got our head around early into the game was actually minimising them and seeing how Hashtag wanted to play. So we're going to have to do the same again against Wimbledon, uh, keep them out and grow into the game essentially and hopefully create some chances and get on the score sheet. That's uh, If we can do that, then we stand a chance. And obviously a, a strong fit squad is is going to be really important, especially because you've got another game, as you say, midweek against Norwich City. Uh, in terms of injuries, are you uh, doing okay? Yeah, I mean, as it stands, I don't think we, we haven't got any injuries. We haven't had any injuries. We've had people away and stuff like that. But actually, the performance that we had last week actually made everything really easy because not much is going to change this week because um, for me, it's about momentum and relationships in sort of certain partnerships, such as centre-back and the two centre-midfielders. So as we sort of roll into this game, it's like, right, the message is do the same again and, uh, and, and, let's, and let's see if we can grow from there. You know, the Norwich game midweek's difficult because some of the girls do have obviously work and the travel commitments of it. I mean, for some of our girls, it's nearly 100 miles each way. Uh, people that live the other side of Peterborough and we've got one who lives in London. So it's difficult. It's tough for midweek game on Tuesday uh, to get over there for, for sort of, and I think it'll change it to an 8pm kickoff, but we're asking a lot of them. So some of them can't make it. So we've definitely got a bit of a weaker squad for Tuesday, which isn't ideal, but these things happen, unfortunately. And I guess it's always good to be drawn back into the reality of uh, women's football at this level, that uh, a midweek game, which is exciting for, for for fans, is not necessarily a really good 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 bet for yourselves. No, I mean, it's, it's, it's a long way. I mean, even for myself, I mean, I don't, I don't live too far away, but it's, it's 
nearly a two hour journey each way. And, you know, that's me taking time off work and all the girls taking time off work. And it's a big commitment. You know, they don't get paid. They don't get, we're not getting paid or anything like that. So they're doing it off their own back and their own cost. And, and um, it's a big ask and some just can't do it. You know, not everyone can take time off work, some teachers and stuff like that. It's, it's not as easy as it is for other people, you know. So, uh, yeah, good luck to uh, them after a... a, a uh, sorry, I've got I've got the uh, I've got the delay on in the studio because I was listening to that. So uh, we're going to lose you now. Thanks very much for listening. We shall uh, talk to you. Oh, no, I've got a minute left. There you go. I was at, so far ahead of myself. I forgot where I was. Um, so uh, yeah, thanks very much for uh, joining us this week. Um, thanks to Matt um, for being there and uh, to Lance and to Rob and to Darren. Unfortunately, as I say, couldn't get hold of um, uh, Robbie this week. Um, Hopefully we'll uh, catch him uh, next week. Um, but uh, it, it, unfortunately, I say he, play, he was playing golf last time when I saw him. But uh, so he's probably out on the golf course. But uh, normally at least uh, acknowledges it. But there you go. Uh, thanks to Steve for stepping in at the last minute on there. And we will get both Steve and Mark in to do a little bit more of a review when there's a couple more games under the belt there. Um, so stay on uh, Cambridge 105 Radio. Plenty to listen to. Uh, you've got Colin Barnfield. Uh, uh, sorry, Tony Barnfield <laughs> up next. Uh, and then he's on again uh, after that with the classical Cambridge uh, radio show. Uh, Pete Butcher's later on with Jazz. That's the afternoon. We'll talk to you again next week. Thanks very much. Like me, you've got a family and a business, and you want to protect what's most important when the chips are down. With Woodfine Solicitors, that's exactly what happens. I got a bespoke legal service from a friendly expert team. They really listened to what was going on and tailored their recommendations to my situation, which was, well, that's another story. Anyway, the best thing was that it all happened online. A few simple clicks, and I had my quote. That freed up time to focus on. Everything else. Get the help you need when you need it most. Visit woodfinds.co.uk or call Cambridge 411421. Woodfinds, cutting through the red tape. This is Cambridge 105 Radio and on the latest Cambridge Film Show. When you have this like virtually perfect world, there's this feeling of like, all right, where's the kick? And when the kick came, I audibly muttered, oh no, in the cinema. <laughs> it really completely lost its way for me at that point. How long do we have to wait for that payoff? Far too long. Listen now at cambridge105.co.uk.